Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Listen, all you New Yorkers. You taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And joining us now here on Cats and Cosby is South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, Senator Graham, so much going on, but boy, is this scary when you have the head of the FBI talking about heightened threat levels. And all I keep thinking about is that wide open border. This is so dangerous. Well, thanks. Uh, Thank you very much, Rita and John, for having me. Yeah, I mean, it's the perfect storm for a major attack against the United States. It all started with Afghanistan. When Biden pulled out, that was a signal to the bad guys that he's weak. Uh, Russia invades Ukraine. Now you got Hamas trying to destroy the state of Israel. These things are connected and an open border. How easy would it be for a bunch of terrorists to get in the middle of these millions of people coming across? So you'll be seeing from Republicans in the Senate, I think in the next week, a strong border security bill that reforms asylum changes the parole um, uh, system that allows people to come in when they shouldn't be here and to stop the flow or slow down the flow. So we'll be doing that. We need to secure our border. We need to help Ukraine keep fighting the Russians, and God knows we need to help our friends in Israel. And this all starts from being weak. And even uh, Secretary Mallorca said today that uh, he recognizes that the border has been a failure. I mean, uh, they finally woke up. Yeah, yeah or he said the immigration yeah, John, system's no, no, a no. failure, but he wouldn't acknowledge the border. It, he, it was like well, circle but, back sake, the way he explained it. Yeah, but, you know, John, you made it. That's right. You made a good point. He said that the supplemental provisions sent over the, by, uh, by the Biden administration to deal with the border are, are tourniquet. You've got to change policy. We had the lowest illegal crossings when Trump was president. Now we have the highest. Why? Because they reversed everything Trump did. Asylum claims, if you get one foot into the country, that you never leave. You may have five years before you're hearing, but you're here in the country, so people keep coming. They're abusing parole, which should be an individual decision. They've had about 100,000 people paroled. So they're abusing the system. They went away from Trump policies. And every month we have a new record. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't change policy, if you don't change our asylum laws, if you don't crack down on, you know, finish the wall, this will never change. You know, Senator, there are 5,000 people in a caravan that are coming from Mexico to cross the U.S. border. And there was an interview with the leader of the caravan. That's how organized they are. And the leader said that all these Latin American countries are conspiring to come to America I uh, can't the Biden administration figure it out. This is the guy who's leading them to come across the border. He's, he's saying what we all know. Uh, I mean, that is shocking. It just shows yeah. how obvious I, it I is. I don't know if we should la- laugh or cry. It's just Well, horrible. I think we should cry and we, try, we should push Biden to do the right. Now, how did Trump do what he did? He told the Northern Triangle countries, um, Nicaragua, the three countries that we get a lot of people from, if you keep sending caravans, you'll get no aid. He told Mexico, 
they're going to remain on the Mexican side of the border until the hearing, which could be years away. Once people understood they couldn't get into the United States to apply for asylum, uh, and they had to wait in Mexico, it all stopped. Nobody's going to pay $10,000 to sit in Mexico for five years. Trump put everybody on notice that if you don't work with me, you'll get nothing from the United States. We'll make your life miserable. He set up a system to deter people from coming. The day you get in the United States and you're released is the day that everybody in the world wants to come here. So he shut off catch and release. Biden changed everything Trump did, and what we have is a result of bad policy. How do you get back to what Trump did? Do what Trump did. Understood. And uh, uh, I mean, it's just uh, nuts. Uh, we're fighting the wars in uh, Ukraine. We're fighting the wars in Israel. Uh, yeah. What is China going to do? Any gut feeling? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're going to watch and jump if they see a moment. If we pull the plug on helping Ukraine, number one, not one Americans died in Israel or Ukraine. This is, we're not. People are fighting for their own freedom. We're just helping them. Uh, we spent less than 5% of our defense budget to help Ukraine, and they destroyed 50% of the Russian army. They've taken 50% of their territory back. They're putting a hurt on Putin, and uh, uh, that this is a good thing. But if you pull the plug on Ukraine and, and let Putin get away with this, China would take Taiwan. If Putin fails in Ukraine, China will think twice. If we can help Israel destroy Hamas, that deters China. There, This is a war of annihilation in the Mideast. Hamas is a terrorist organization trying to kill all the Jews like the Nazis. Uh, Israel has no choice but to destroy Hamas and try to find a better life for the Palestinians after that. But right What about now, Iran, Senator Graham? What about Iran, too? Iran Isn't it time is to get yeah. tough? Okay, so you, you're one step ahead of me as always. So there is no Hamas without Iran. There's no Hezbollah without Iran. There is no Shiite militia in Iraq and Syria without the Iranians. Ninety-three percent of Hamas's budget comes from the Iranians. If we lose one American soldier in Iraq and Syria because of these attacks from Shiite militias owned and controlled by Iran, I would hit Iran. I would tell the Iranians, if you kill one American soldier through your proxies in Iraq or Syria, we're going to attack you. If you activate Hezbollah in the north to create a second front for Israel, we're going to come after you, Ayatollah, hit his oil infrastructure, put him out of the oil business. He would stop if he believed that. Isn't it kind of funny that during Trump's years, none of this happened? They were afraid of Trump. Nobody's afraid of Biden. That's the that's that's it. That's correct. That's the sad uh, and reality. Iran already is selling two billion dollars in oil every week, and that's where the yep. wealth is coming from. And that's what they're, they're using our money that we're paying increased oil prices uh, to to pay for Hamas and destroy Israel. You got it. Who's the biggest purchaser of Iranian oil? It's the Chinese. China. We have sanctions. Yeah, we have sanctions on Iran oil, but China could give a damn. So China is keeping Iran afloat. Uh, Russia is buying drones from the Iranians uh, to kill the Ukrainians, and it's all together. You got a, an axis of bad guys, and you got an American president who started this whole stuff with Afghanistan, and it's Crazy. never going to change until we change our policy. Senator Lindsey Graham, thank you so much for coming on, and we're going to catch up with you again real soon. I'm looking forward to our next dinner. Thank you. God bless Israel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.